Episode 75 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls or the PWOM Podcast Network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can search for us on Spotify, search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic R.I.P. Pele. We pay tribute to the man who literally changed the game. John, what's happening, brother? Well, on that note, I would also like to say R.I.P. Cristiano Ronaldo's career. He's finally accepted the inevitable and gone to play in a retirement league, essentially. Oh, my goodness. As we record this, this has been the story today. Cristiano Ronaldo signs to Al Nasir. In uh, in Saudi Arabia, um, wow! What 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 more can we say? Honestly, yeah, it, it's the lucrative last move, the finish to a career. You know, he he has actually accepted at last that no club with realistic Champions League aspirations will sign him because I mean, he just bounces it. He 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 has made himself toxic. There's no way around this. Totally. And that, that was an almost entirely deliberate. You know, he was burning his bridges at United so clearly with that interview. Well, and I mean, and I mean uh, let's face it. Okay, the man did suffer a, a, a horrible tragedy this year. You know, he, absolutely. And, he and his wife and, and, and his family. Absolutely. I'm led to believe they had all the support from the club. They had all the support from the fans. You know, it, it said he got a round of applause from Liverpool players during the game. And how many Man United players ever get rounds of applause at Anfield? I don't know how it's, many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that's a, that's a grand total of um, one. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the, his conduct this season and in the World Cup, you know, he, he – and, you know, compound that with Lionel Messi, and there's just no comparison at this point. It's – yeah, it, it, yeah. The 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 Cristiano Ronaldo run is done, at least for now. There's always a chance of a comeback, and you know if somebody could do it, it's him. You know. Yeah, absolutely. For all you know, you can say what he's been like off the pitch this season. There has never been any question, you know, that he is a dedicated trainer. He is very hugely egotistical, 
But the guy worked his backside off of every story you will tell all along his career to become the player he was. And you, you, you have to say he was one of the greatest goal scorers we've ever seen, even if, you know, Messi might have been a better all-round player. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, I mean, just the, the, the numbers back it up. But totally. but it's just, again, his personal conduct in, in the realm of, 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 of football this season has just he, – he scorched the earth. And, well, this is where he ends up. Yeah, and, and in the World Cup when Portugal went out, he ran down that tunnel away from you know he he was he was he was the captain was he not this year I think of Portugal if I'm not mistaken I believe so. So the captain he might be hurting inside, but the captain does not run away to the dressing room and shy away from it all. The captain should be there picking those players up. He he cannot you know you have to set an example. You cannot just go off on your own. And you make yourself the focus of attention again. Well, anyway, let's move on because you know it's fine. We're we're not going to be speaking about him very much soon. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Buenos Aires, let's see Lionel Messi just looking at that World Cup winning medal. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um. So we've got club football back, John. Oh, we have. And, and Celtic have been doing quite well, haven't they? Uh, yeah, they have, actually. And, uh, yeah, in fact, I, I got to go to the fabulous A.J. Hudson's pub on North Ashland here in the Chicago's uh, to go. I, I had to see that game with some fellow Celtic fans. There was also a Man City game going on at the time, but, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it was great seeing it in, in person. And, of course, you know, by the time we post this, it'll be, you know, just before the new year. So the, the old firm derby kicks off on the 2nd of January. That's always the good way to bring in the new year. Uh, well, especially if especially if Celtic win it. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, is never an absolute stone-cold guarantee. No, not at all. But if Celtic win it, how many points would they be clear, Jeff? How many points? That would be 12. 12 points. And Rangers have been skanking wins like nobody's business. Yeah. I mean, yes. they, they did kind of thoroughly win at, uh, where where did they go? Livingston, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look at the two games before that. Come on. Yeah, they did, yeah they not yeah they they were behind in both games, but uh, in, in what the fifth minute of injury time and they won was like yeah. gee yeah well they have a new manager too they have that they they got that guy from uh, QPR Michael Beal I think is his name uh yeah 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 we'll we'll see I bet yeah he's gonna get more leeway from the Scottish football media than Ange ever did and well until you know Ange proved him wrong. Yeah, it's, and yeah, and and uh, a Celtic not making yet another signing from the J League. Uh, they have indeed. Uh, they have. Well, we already knew about Kobayashi, and now we have uh, Tomoki Iwata, um, just fresh out of Yokohama F Marinos, the the now uh, reigning league champions. Uh, a a an initial loan deal with compulsory purchase, much like Dyson Maeda's was. But 
Uh, he is not the only one getting into the act now. Uh, Hearts has now signed Utaro, or, or is about to sign Utaro Oda of Vissel Kobe. So, well, it, Hearts would be stupid to, you know, if, if they're seeing Celta get a get uh, an advantage from, you know, the J League, they'd be stupid not to mind the J League too, because you know that they will improve the, the levels of the Scottish club because the J League is at least at the level of the Scottish Premier League. Oh yeah, I definitely would think that. Um, I, I think we, ha- yeah, we've said that a few times, even when when Chris was here that a couple of episodes back. Oh yeah, we said that. Yeah, yeah, Scotland and, and the J League definitely are equivalent leagues. I totally. mean, there, there, there's no way around that. But anyway, um, so yeah, that that that's a little bit of transfer news. Uh, I think I heard uh, rumors that the Premier League was back too. Yeah, and and the big transfer already in the Premier League as well. Oh yes, why why don't you take that one, John? I, I well, I, I can't see any reason why I should. But the Dutch star of the World Cup, Cody Gakpo, is going to Anfield, baby. Yeah, uh, snaked him out from Man U as well as as far as I, I I've been told. Yeah, and a lot of the Man U fan, Man U sources, they're going, "Oh, Man United were never interested in him." Yeah, bullshit, baby. Oh come on, it, it, there's not a player that that has played in the Eredivisie that uh, that Eric Ten Hag hasn't looked at yet. But you know, again, much like Eng does at in the Jamie yeah. in Celtic. I mean, the the guy, you know, the guy has done in the Eredivisie exactly what you'd expect to play of it, of the caliber that play in the Premier League would do. He has, I think, he's in double figures for goals and assists already, and that you know that's in a side that doesn't quite dominate that the Eredivisie. That's in the side that is usually second. So he's kind of exactly what you want from the point. And you know, he's six foot four. He's fast. And you know he what we saw at the World Cup was unreal at times. Unfortunately, he's also scored against Arsenal. So, <laughs> oh <laughs> well, let's hope that. Continues. But that was against the Europa League squad, so you know. <laughs> yeah, let, let's see if he can do it in the Premier League. Eh? Yeah. Uh, while we're on the subject, of, I mentioned while we're on the subject of Liverpool. Um, is uh is Voutfass uh a little cursed maybe? I think did did Voutfass take a loan deal for the day? I don't know. Well, I mean the first goal, yeah, that's just bad luck. That that ball could go anywhere. The second was just hilariously bad. I do not know what he's trying to do when the ball comes back on the post. You know, he's not he's not trying to put it to one side. He's not trying to stop it going anywhere. He just ends up bundling it into his own net. It was, frankly, about as bad a half of football as I could remember from Liverpool. We were 1-0 down. And then, yeah, and, and we ended up winning it 2-1. I, I am just happy at that one because it's my second family derby in, in four days. And we won them both. So I have bragging rights of my dad and my brother-in-law. I'm all good to go this holiday season. So uh, while, while we're here, because we here at the Busting Balls podcast like to ask the tough questions, 
Um, are you kidding me with Darwin Nunez? This guy stinks, dude. <laughs> what? Hang on, hang on. This guy has given you Liverpool at least a goal or assist every game on average this uh, season. Is that true, John? Because yeah. the stats, the stats. Are... Because you know, I, 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 I saw the tweet once that says like Dar Darwin Nunez. Is like watching someone learn how to be a professional footballer by being a professional footballer. Oh, and oh. um, you know, I, I I've seen other pundits make similar comments, and you know what? I'm I'm having to start to agree with them, my guy. Well, I'd say I don't think he is in any way an elegant player, but the guy has pace and power. And that is basically what Jurgen Klopp is currently using to unsell defenses. And he's do he's doing it well. Um, his finishing could do with a little bit of work. Uh, you but, don't say. But a lot of that, a lot of those strikers don't even get those chances because he makes them for himself. He is a he's. I I won't claim he's a great player. He's you know he's he's not an Owen you know he's not an Owen Brett Harland level signing. He, he, he's not a replacement for Sadio Mane either. I got news for you. No. Right? No, so Cody, however, Cody Gappo is, he's okay. effective. He is an ugly type of player, but he is effective. I, I think uh, ugly seems to be the operative word here. Dude, if he was up front for Arsenal with uh, with Hazers out, you would I would put money on you for the league now. Mm, I don't know. Oh, based, yeah. on, based on... Based on uh, the current evidence, I don't know about that, my guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm taking that. I, I would take it to the bank. All right. All right. Well, I mean, it, you know. All, all you need is that focus in the middle for your attack. And, oh, my, you well, are Well, you know what? There may be – that may still be coming. Well, oh, with yeah. Jesus out, if, if the, you know, Mikalo Mudrik stories are, are uh, going to turn into something, boy, that will be interesting. Oh, absolutely. But again, a good win for Arsenal. They they if came they back. Get, oh, that was a good. Oh, the game. Yes, the game yeah. was a good. Ooh, <laughs> I was not yeah. loving life. That I don't think that was a penalty either. Aside that, it it, it was a soft penalty. I I think. Let's say if VAR would not change the decision either way. I don't think. Yeah. Well. Also, I so <laughs> and, and but also I don't think. Uh, Saka was offside for that goal at the fifth minute, either. But you know, yeah, I mean, but you know, it, it was a terrible piece of defending by Saliba, one way or the other. He should not have been going in like that. But no, Arsenal, you know, they are they go. Was it, was it half time? You were still one nil down, I think. Yeah. And yeah, one day West Ham were really well organized, defending deep, defending well, and Arsenal found a way to win. That's what they need to do the rest of the season. It's a really good omen for them. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I mean, uh, tomorrow, as we record this, they're going to be uh, facing Brighton away at the at the Amex. And, uh, Back in the test, Yeah, especially, especially since Brighton's already beaten us once this year. But that was also the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Carabao Cup squad. The, the the moose cup as tom rennie on uh talk sport uh, and sirius xm likes to say nice <laughs> the, yeah, yeah 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 so um yeah i don't think we have anything else to really discuss in the premier league i mean well i'll I tell you what 
I, I think what we need to do is we need to compare the, the Harland family records on goal scoring here. <laughs> Erling, Erling Brett Harland, I, I believe, was, was it something like, I said 19 games he got, um, he got his, got 20 goals in? Yeah, he, he currently had, at, at, well, at the time, I think that's changed since then. At the time, Erling Haaland had more goals than Chelsea. Yeah, and I I believe he he has beaten his dad's total in one hundred and fifty more than one hundred and fifty fewer games. <laughs> you know, I heard a funny comment from Jesse Marsh, the the Leeds United manager, because he he somehow he's close with uh, the Hollands somehow. I'm not sure what the provenance is because I don't think he ever managed in. Uh, in Norway, but I could be wrong on that point. I'll have well, they, he was in Germany at the same time, wasn't he? Well, yeah, but different teams. Yeah, but and, he, and he wasn't at Leipzig all that long either. But anyway, the point is that he, you know, when uh, the schedule came out, uh, I guess Holland messaged Jesse Marsh and said he was really looking forward to Boxing Day because you know, you know, and keep in mind, Erling Holland was born in Leeds. He was, so you know he, he has a he has a definite connection there, and I think uh, I think his father was at that game too. But anyway, uh, Jesse Marsh had said in in his reply, "Well, you you can I, I give you permission to have a slight hamstring injury that day." <laughs> <laughs> nice, but you know it, it was you know what it, it was a nice that they 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 had a little uh, post match embrace. Uh, yeah, afterwards that was that was nice. I thought. Yeah, obviously, obviously, it's quite easy for Harlan to be magnanimous at that point. <laughs> True, but I mean, you know, the, the the man meditates sometimes right after a goal. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we'll uh, we'll see. So yeah, other than that, yeah, um, Erling Holland. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be the Golden Boot winner. There's no way around this. You, no, you can't. You can't say no one is going to get the chances. He is good number of chances alone. It, he he would need. You know, he could probably get injured now, and he would struggle not to win the Golden Boot. Yeah, you're probably right, honestly. But uh, with that in mind, did you hear what happened in Australia? Oh, I, I saw. I'd seen that before you sent me it. Oh my lord! Uh, you 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 want to explain what the deal was? Yeah, well, uh, what were the clubs again? Because it was uh, Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory. Yeah, there was a, I believe it was there was a flare thrown onto the pitch. Um, the goalkeeper, right, well, as you can see, probably wrongly, threw it back into the crowd. The crowd, understandably, did not like that. And these were the away fans too, by the way. Yeah, the away fans, and yeah, and let's put it this way: if you can find the image, there is then a picture of the keeper with a bloodied head. So what happened was okay. First of all, I, I just realized I misspoke because they actually both play at the same stadium. You know, it's like the Milan clubs. You think you think Melbourne would have room for more than one it's place a, to play? Well, in Sydney, in Australia. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so I guess the, the background of this is that uh, a lot of fans in Melbourne are not happy right now because I guess 
the the uh, the Australian FA, whatever they're they're known as, has decided to permanently station the championship game. You know, their grand final game. Mm-hmm. Um, for the next three years in Sydney, regardless of who is in the game, rather than the home side, you know, the, uh, the league leaders getting, you know, the highest rank get to have that game as a home game. So the, there was already some, some upset about that. And then, yeah, the, uh, back and forth between the keeper and the crowd on with these flares at some point, Melbourne victory fans you know, jump the fan, you know, go onto the pitch. One of, one of them takes the sand bucket that is used to put flares out and throws it at the keeper, also hitting a referee, and they're both gashed open. Yeah. And this was just, it, it, this was, uh, this was ridiculous. So you, you can see some bands going there. I mean, you do not throw stuff back into the crowd. I, I I don't know if you remember, there was an incident where Jamie Carragher had a coin thrown at him at, at I think it was at Highbury rather than the Emirates, because it was that long ago. And he threw it back into the crowd and rightly got a, a long ban off that. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, what I mean, what else is he supposed yeah. to do? You can't just leave it there. Oh, you kick it off the pitch. You you just you just get it off the pitch one way or that you do not throw it back into the crowd. Well, again, you know, no, I, no, honestly, no. I don't think I, honestly I think that the, the keeper was the one least guilty here because I think yeah, because it seems saying, like that these fans were looking for a reason to do this. Yeah, but you you throw it into the you throw it into crowd. You're not going to throw it, likely not going to throw it accurately enough to throw it back at a in the right place and b you are endangering other fans by doing that. Okay, I get it. But also, did you know that if a fan comes on the field, you're allowed to tackle him and beat the shit out of him? Oh, because well, that's you're allowed to tackle him. And quite rightly so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. And we've seen that many a time before. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the keeper, yeah. And I mean, and, and, and let's look at this logically. You go annoy the crowd, the weight of numbers are not on your side. <laughs> it's just a stupid thing to do. And the, obviously, the crowd reacted in a, a quite aggressive and stupid way. It was not a good situation all round. I mean, well, I mean, the, the incident's embarrassing for Australian football, no matter how oh, you totally. look at it. Yeah, totally. And you know, whatever the reason, yeah, like I said, I think this crowd was just looking for a reason to 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 go to go uh go buck wild but uh anyway, i hope that ref and, and that keeper are both all right um I, I i i don't know what the australian fa were thinking i mean i understand holding it at a neutral venue because they do this for like the champions league and you know the super bowl and yeah and all this but you know i, I yeah i'm not but sure why they decided to keep it in sydney but if there's a team from Sydney wins the league, they get a home game. Right. But ordinarily the Melbourne you know, Melbourne or whomever, they they would have a home game if it was held at their you know, out in yeah. the old system. But either way, it it, it seems like something, you know but, yeah, you know, Sydney could sneak in in fourth or whatever. I don't know exactly what the playoff regulation is in Australia. And get a home game, and you're going. That shouldn't be the way. Not against the best side in the league. Yeah, exactly. So, 
but you know it, it, it is what it is i guess um they know who who threw flares and who threw the bucket so they uh yeah they get uh, they're, they're getting banned and there's talk of uh maybe closed door games too for uh for melbourne victory but uh anyway yeah that was just some that, that, that that's a way to, to cap off the year huh <laughs> Beautiful. especially after australia had uh just a, a a great world cup by all oh, you know yeah. by all stats i mean yeah they made it to the knockout stage that's usually you know for most countries that's an absolute success is to make the oh, knockout yeah. stage and australia made it one of three asian sides to do so but that's only also be, just because australia is part of the the afc rather than oceania yeah the yeah totally australia had a Great, yeah. If, if for Australia, you're talking if they make knockout stages, you know, if you are by one of the best 16 sides in the tournament by the ranking for Australia, that's overachievement, yeah, yeah, it is. So, but you know, we'll, we'll see what, what what comes of anything in, in, in the coming days. So, uh, John, we've been doing this, yeah. this is our 75th episode, 70. We've talked such a lot of shit, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll keep on doing it. <laughs> now, of course, it doesn't include all the pod blasts we've done, too. Oh, good grief, yeah. <laughs> so really, it's yeah. probably closer to 85, but, you know, we don't count the pod blasts as a... As full episodes, as no. full episodes, you know. And we, we, we did do that special one on the uh, the Super League. That was just like a, and it was like it was too big to be a pod blast, but we didn't want to make it a, a an actual episode. So you know, wow, oh god, yeah. <laughs> well, and of course, this is our our last episode of twenty twenty two, assuming I get it out in time, which I should do. But yeah. um, yeah, this is you know, it's our last episode of of twenty twenty two. It's been one of the weirdest years in football. Yeah, that, that World Cup at the end of a year just threw everything out the window. It just just been such a strange few months. And, and now we're going to see probably the most insane uh, January window ever. Oh, no, we're, we're, what we're going to see the rest of the season, because the rest of the season I know in the Premier League especially is going to basically be two games a week for everyone for the rest of the year and you took for six yeah. months. And then we have knockouts for champions league in Europa coming up too. Oh yeah. And the, <laughs> FA, and the FA cup and the league cup and, 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 and yeah. And you go in all, all those players who went deep at, you know, in, in, so to speak in Qatar, who went all, you know, in the knockout stage, made finals, semifinals, quarterfinals, they're going to be exhausted. They're going to be out there thinking. I, I don't remember a season that's been so demanding on a professional football level. Well, probably that when when well, probably when everybody came back after lockdown. That was. Oh yeah, yeah. That was just that was insanity too. Yeah, that was yeah. Finish finish off the season as quick as we can, and then yeah, the short break and the weird. Yeah, was it October they started the season? Something like that. Yeah, it, yeah. God, the, yeah. Football has been exhausting since the pandemic, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it's been relentless. You know, and everyone would be exhausted by that. I think. <laughs> you, 
just watching it, you know, God knows what it's like for having to just have to play week in, week out. Right. And then we, I mean, and even this past summer, we had the women's Euros. Yeah. And, and you know, talking as a Liverpool fan, <laughs> even the season that wasn't compressed, you know, the, in between the pandemic and the World Cup compressed seasons, we went for everybody trophy. It was just two games a week. It, it, yeah, it, it, football's just been exhausting. And, and you know, yeah. as we mentioned in, in, in the last pod blast, you know, now people want to add more football because that's what we need is more, more. No, we don't. <laughs> no, you do not need all year round. You need to give people a break to just to refresh themselves somewhere. Yeah. You know, this better be like an. I I really hope they they that everybody gets an extended summer break just because you know. No, oh, I I think well I think the season finishes late, doesn't it? So. Oh yeah. <laughs> well. Well. Are, are there any international schedule for the end of the year? Uh, oh uh, man. So anyway, twenty twenty three will be our next episode, of course, and uh, you know it's you know only twenty four hours ish <laughs> from the time that I that I post this. So uh, anyway, um, we you know we'll we'll do stuff. I mean, we got this is you know so episode seventy five. We're we're gonna do more. We were gonna do something else for the topic uh, today, but then of course you might have heard Pele died. So we're gonna. Or Pele, because my my son will get mad at me for saying you know how I've pronounced this since I was a child, you know. <laughs> okay, Edson Arantes de Nascimento. How's that? There we go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for sticking with us through seventy five episodes plus however many pod blasts we've done over the years. Hell. But, uh, yeah, thanks for you sticking. If you have listened to every episode, you are a hero. <laughs> uh, we do. We we still don't know what the, the future of Twitter is. So, I mean, that's still where we're going to be tweeting, you know, messaging from until, you know, until further notice. Um, and you know what? John and I maybe do some other things, too, through the through this coming year. You know, just yeah. a little special just to do more with... Uh, just to do more with the the Bussing Balls brand of football <laughs> podcast, you Tom Fuller. <laughs> you late capitalist. <laughs> uh, John, do you want to say anything before we get to our, uh, our, our, our break here? I would only just say thank you so much for listening to us just talking nonsense about the greatest thing of all the things that don't matter, but really do matter. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, as I said, we, we, yeah, we've been, we've been talking crap about this beautiful game of ours and you know what? I think we're just going to keep on that path. Yeah. And, and we've even gone long enough to have an Arsenal beating Liverpool legitimately in a league match. Too. That, that's right. Yeah. See, <laughs> How the times have changed, John. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the boot is on the other foot. That's right. And, and for one season, may it last. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I still hate to, to point out that as of right this moment, Liverpool are still actually closer to the drop than they are the title, but... Hey, 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 we're two points off the Champions League spots. Okay, do the math again, though. <laughs> yeah, two points off the Champions League spots. 
That'll be that'll do me this season off the way it's gone. Yeah, well, it could have been a better start, huh? <laughs> Just a little. Anyway, thank you for listening to us on this episode 75 of the Busting Balls podcast. But coming up, today's topic, R.I.P. Pelé. We pay tribute to the men who literally changed the game. Please stay tuned. back with the second half of the celebratory 75th anniversary busting ball special tonight it's a little more serious than usual r.i.p pele we join the rest of the football world in paying tribute to the man who is quite possibly the greatest player who ever lived the game's first global superstar yeah, I boy, this is gonna be a fun one because we have so much to say. But you know, it, it's it's like the Maradona episode. What else can we say? You know, Just... what 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 to you know? This is a guy whose career, you know, on on a world stage, his career pretty. I know he played for the New York Cosmos. You know, late on, right, it ended before we were born. Really, in in terms of as a major player, but. His legacy to this day endures. You know, it, it's so in Wales, we even have forgiven him for breaking our hearts in the World Cup in 1958. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah. Edson Arantes do And I'm, Chris, I'm sorry if I'm, uh, mispronouncing that um pele i mean born october 23rd 1940 died sadly uh yesterday uh december the 29th 2022 i mean when you when we say he changed the game it, we're not kidding football no. was an entirely different sport before he showed up yeah uh, you know you you're talking before 1958, Brazil, you know, they, they were the, they were nearly men at their own tournament. You know, they were they they lost to Uruguay. You know, I can't what the you know it was the <laughs> it, it was as psychologically scarring for them as that seven one by Germany was in 2014 that defeat by Uruguay in that final and. His emergence, you know, in that 1958 World Cup, it would, you know, that symbolized Brazil's emergence onto a world stage. And, you know, how, how many teams have actually, you know, they won three World Cups in four. And the only reason, probably the only reason they didn't win the fourth World Cup 
we because because Pele and so many of his other players were kicked off the pitch by the uh, Bulgarians and I believe the Portuguese. Right. That was what in the '66 Cup. Yep, he he was he had to. Uh, I think they opened up against Bulgaria, and Pelly could not play in the second group game because he hadn't recovered from the first group game. Grief. Ah, <laughs> and, and you know, of course, you know, my my first encounter with Pelé was, of course, at the New York Cosmos. I lived in New Jersey, although probably, you know, I don't have anything, you know. You know, I don't have anything concrete, and I mean, I wasn't really following football then. Well, you were four or five, were you? At the time? I, yeah, I was four when, by the time he retired from Cosmos, but I knew about the Cosmos. I, you know, pe- you know, people wore shirts. I mean, I'm in New Jersey; it, it's not that far, and usually, the oh. New Jerseyites usually f- support the New York teams. And I mean, this was a time period and. You know, I mean, obviously they had had stars before playing in in the U.S. You know, it, through you know different attempts at um, different attempts at getting football off the ground in yeah. the United States. But I mean, Pele, that was like the name. Like it was, it yeah. was, he was a massive star oh. in, in this country. Yeah, he was. You know, and and we're talking in a country that hadn't particularly embraced football on a large scale before then. Right, and matter of fact, there's there's a great ESPN documentary about the Cosmos, and real talk in in '76 they were like the number one team in in New in the in New York, like even well, above the Yankees. I was gonna say, wow. I, I know the Giants and the Jets weren't particularly good at that point, but to be ahead of the Yankees, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's, yeah, that, that just speaks of how big he was. He, I mean, he was the face of the sport even then. Yeah. Uh, again, he is, I mean, if, if I'm going to make a comparison here, you know, let, let, let me just say, say the Beatles again split up before we were ever born, but you cannot, you could not avoid the Beatles and how big they had been, how big they were. They you know, they changed the game. <laughs> I know they they changed the music industry, and Pele did almost exactly the same. The guy at charisma, the guy, the guy and the thing is. He's as famous for the goals he didn't score as well. You're, you're talking particularly against um, this, England in, in the World Cup in 1970, where he puts in a perfect striker's head, you down into the ground and up. Gordon Banks is going the wrong way and basically turns around in midair to save it. It's just like, geez, how do you do that? When he, he lobbed the, you know, he came with inches of lobbing the keeper from the halfway line in a World Cup. The keeper was just, you, you saw a keeper and he just went, my God, I, I'm beaten, whatever. <laughs> oh, the relief. And then my favourite Pelly moment, which is something I did put a gif up of, where he was going through and, you know, he, he's, the, he's, he's about to face the keeper and he 
you know, the keeper's expecting him to take the ball. Pele steps over the ball, lets the ball go. The keeper's just left stranded looking round. And Pele just put the cut to the ball and put it past the bar post. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it it's not it's not just the goals, it's the way he played the game. You know, right. That was and, a, and, uh, right. And that was the, the biggest thing is because yeah, people didn't play like him. At least that we knew of. No, it, again, I, I think what the remarkable thing you've got with Pele, he was, you, you got to, he was the first global superstar of the game. You know, when, you know, when football went mass media, when you were able to see the pictures of the World Cup, this was the face of the game. And again, the way he played, the way that Brazilian side played, no side could play like that today because the way teams are organised, the way you see them, you, you, you couldn't, you, you can't be that sort of off the cuff almost. You, you can't have that fourth goal against Italy in that World Cup final. <laughs> that almost couldn't happen this day. But he became a global superstar without ever playing for a side outside Brazil. No other, no other player's done that. Every other player, even from South America, has had to come to Europe to actually make their name. Di Stefano, you know, Messi. They they had to come to Mar- Maradona. All of those had to come to Europe to make that global reputation. Pele, he didn't need to. <laughs> you know, he everyone came to him basically. Yeah, and. You look at it, he only played for, it's astounding, he only played for two clubs, and there was a retirement spell in between those two clubs. Yeah. It, you know, Santos yeah. And, and the Cosmos. Yeah, it, essentially, he's a Santos player. And how many footballers you know, <laughs> demand, you know, was it three days of national mourning, I think it is? Yeah, it looks like, um, yeah, as I see here, his funeral is going to be, Held at uh, Estadio Estadio Urbano Caldera, and I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, you know uh, Santos's stadium um, yeah. on the second and third of January. So this coming Monday and Tuesday, as we record this. Yeah, on, you know you, you saw the pictures of uh, what you know in the UK when we had you know everyone flying past the Queen. I I can only imagine that the you know the Pele essentially lying in state would give, given the size of Brazil, the size of the size of the country, the number of people who are going to just want to just file past that coffin, you know, almost just like touch the hem of the God for the last time. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I had to deal with that on a smaller scale last week. Cause yeah. Franco, okay. Harris, Franco Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers suddenly passed. Yeah, Day, days before he was going to be honored at at, at Heinz Field, but that's it. And, and for those who don't know, who he is uh, running back for one of the greatest sides the sport has ever seen, and arguably the key player on on their offensive side of the ball. Indeed, but uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we're 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 getting a lot of icons uh, dying suddenly. Yeah, I, I mean, I I will say. What we're getting to the point where the people who like found their fame in the early days of mass media are passing away. You know the heroes that we grew up watching. It, it's just the, that time 
but that does does not make it any easier at all. No, it it does not. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know how much. We're, I mean, we made this our topic today. I don't. I mean, what else, what else can we say? Oh, the guys are forced to. I mean, do we mention the Viagra ads? The what now? Did you not know that he advertised Viagra? I did not. Oh, you have not seen the adverts. No, oh. I have not. Oh, this was sorry. This was just such so famous back in the day. Yeah, Pele. Uh, I, I don't know if it is, but but he advertised a brand of um, helpful men who uh, we, you know, we, we we know what Viagra is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, kids, look away now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, I, I'm. I'm sure if you look at the adverts online, you can find them. Oh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, yeah, but it took. Yeah, God, it might be fifteen, twenty years back, but mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was willing to uh, <laughs> to have a, to 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 use his fame, you know, to to make himself a little money, which you can't blame him for in the in the state the game is in now. Well, I mean, and, I, I remember he was uh, showing up in Subway and ads for Subway here too with yeah. uh, with Freddie Adu. Oh God, yeah. Oh man, that that in retrospect, that is the peak of Freddie Adu's career, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Gee. oh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, I mean, just the 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 honors that he got three count them three World Cups. Three World Cups scored in is it two of the finals? I don't know if he's scored in all three there. Um, I mean, he, uh, yeah, three three World Cups, 1958, 1962, and 1970. Um, won five Campeonato Brasileiro Serie A titles in a row from 1961 oh, to 1965, and then again in 1968. Uh, two. Copa Libertadores uh, in 1962 and 1963 with with Santos. You know, won the Campeonato Paulista a few times. You know, and by a few, I mean one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten times. So that's the, the, uh, the, 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 the state championship. Before the, it goes to the Serie A. So, I mean, there's a couple of those years where, you know, Santos won both the Paulista and, and Serie A. Yeah. You know, and, you know, won the Soccer Bowl in 1977 with uh, with the Cosmos. I, yeah, what did, I, I know they count friends, but you've got the guy, if you include the friends, he's stuck in over a thousand goals. Yep. <laughs> that 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 that's just mind-boggling numbers. You, you know, most players they don't play anything close to that number of games in a career. Right. <sighs> I mean, what else can you say? All the um, yeah, he he scored a lot. <laughs> it turns he, out he scored a lot with style. Mm. And it's it's, it's that. He, you know, he is the face of those reasons. So, you know, you can say Jairzinho and etc. 
Carlos Alberto, all the, all those players. But he was the face of that position. So he was the guy who you went, you know, Pelly's playing. There's an, there's another thousand on the door straight away. At least maybe ten thousand. The guy was just even. You know, I've I've only seen old points. You know, I've I've rewatched that entire seventy World uh, World Cup final. Uh, that's probably the only full game of his career that I've seen. You just look at the movement, the intelligence of it. That you know, it, it's not a desire to humor. It's it's winning with style. It's oh, it it it's beautiful, and I I know there's a kind of almost innocence to it because that's when the global game was really opening up. You know, it's the early days of we can see a World Cup fr- from Mexico live. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't think I think the first World Cup. To be shown live in the UK it must have been sixty six. It might have been sixty two. I'm not quite sure on that. But you, you only had highlights. I know in the fifty eight games, he he was you know the right man in the right place at the right time, with just as much talent as anyone you ever seen. I mean, for me, if you know, if you're talking the debates about the greatest players in history. Don't don't bother, you know, ranking them. That that's missing. That just misses the point. That that's just one for the pub. Just be glad that you saw them. Just my God, enjoy them for what they were because they're all different styles of players. You know, Maradona is not like Pele. You know, Pele and Maradona are not like Messi. None of them again. They're quite like Ronaldo. Just my God, the style of it. Enjoy what they bring to the game. Yeah, and again, there was never. I mean, at the time, there was not another player like him. And now, I mean, I won't say that there's a thousand players like him now because there are not. No, but that was what he he brought to the game itself. You know. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk. It's forty-five years since he retired, and everyone still knew his name. Yeah, I mean, even now, he, as you say, he almost he hadn't played for almost five decades, and everyone knows Pele to this yeah. day. That you know, your your name lasting fifty years, particularly in a sport with where, where there is so much, you know, how much football has been played is unthinkable. That you know, years and years worth of football, and you know, there have been great great players since. But every one of them, you go, Pele is a first comparison point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that's who you look at, you know? Yeah. It's uh, okay. Yeah. That, you know, it's that's the gold uh, standard. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, you can say Pele, Maradona, and then you go Messi and Ronaldo. And you, there you go. There's that's your starting point. Oh, me, me, me at Ham. Uh... Yeah, Abby Marta. Yeah, Marta, Abby Wambach, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And rightly, rightly picked up there, I, I would agree. You know, I, I, you know what I'm say? I, I love Zidane, but I, I wouldn't quite have him up there with that company. Man. So do you realize that prior to this, the only other time we've ever actively mentioned Pele, Pele in, uh, on this show, John, 
was when we, was when we did uh, the Busting Balls Goes to the Movies episode. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Pelly was so good. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I've been, you know, um, I was over my parents today and they had, uh, my dad had Sky Sports News on. And yeah, they had the, uh, I think it was Russell Osman who was in the movie talking about it. Yeah, he had, he was like, oh yeah, we we had the old style boots here. And I get out one of the, you know, the boots that are basically big bricks with studs on the bottom. Right. And, oh, oh yeah, the balls, the balls we used in the game. Yeah, one of them accidentally made its way into my kit bag here. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Wow. So, yeah, these, oh, ball song by Pelly. There's, oh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there are stories from that movie, man. Oh, they're, they're just brilliant. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of, yeah, I, there, there was a pic of, of Pelé and, and, and Stallone going around on, on the internet. Oh, yeah. I, I think there was a, oh, the story about Stallone's goalkeeping. I think he could not save the penalty, no matter how just they just rolled it into the corner for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, that was, I mean, it wasn't the only movie he's ever appeared in, but, uh, you know, that that's the most famous one for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's I mean, whenever, I, I, oh wait, I take that back. He did make an appearance in another uh, movie that we we covered on the in that episode. Uh, the Mike Bassett England manager. Oh my lord, yes! But it's only escaped as we record this. It is the thirtieth. It's the day after he died. Escaped victory was already scheduled to be on on British TV tomorrow. You can bet your ass I'm watching it again. <laughs> Who's showing that? Uh, I, I have to have a look. It's, it's in the... I, didn't, I just had a look and circled it. I didn't sell... I, I think it's BBC, but don't quote me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not, uh, you know... <laughs> it, it's not, uh, you know, of dire importance, but... Uh, yeah, I mean... Anyway, we're, we're kind of fumbling a little bit here. This is kind of like when... Uh, well, this is like when um, Maradona died, too. Yeah, it's like, and don't forget. Let's not forget. He was also a government minister for a while. The minister for sports. Yes. Yes, he was, and he he he, uh, you know, got some corrupt anti-corruption legislation passed, which is no mean feat in Brazil. Uh, yeah, right. Um, you know, he, uh, yeah, but I mean, he he was also, you know, had some uh, persecution. Too, because I mean, in in 1970, he was investigated by the by you know the military. Yes, for having suspected leftist views. <laughs> Not quite up there with uh, Socrates, maybe, and and all the Corinthian democracy. Yeah, well, but uh, but you know, it, it, it's funny. He was accused of being a leftist in 1970, and then in 2013. He he was definitely on the more conservative side of things during the protests, where he oh, yeah. was asking people to forget the demonstrations and support, you know, the the Silasau. I I tell you what, there was uh, yeah, they had Tim Vickery, who is a really really good Brazilian football correspondent, and said one of the Brazilian newspapers, as he said, 
what you know brazil as we know is politically like much of the rest of the world very polarized at the minute but as i said the one thing that unites the nation at the moment pele yeah. because he is a totemic figure for them i i think you know without being brazilian it is almost impossible for us to understand how, how you know one figure can unite a nation like that that, you know, they, who who can think of an American that could do that? You know, in the UK, even you know, because yeah. even you know, the Queen dying didn't unite aren't didn't unite the nation particularly because it's a you know it's a touchy subject for very obvious reasons if you know Britain at all. But there is yeah, there's there's no one who could you know a nation you know, like Pele could unite Brazil today. The oh, the guy is. Yeah, us, I mean, he, I mean, he, he wasn't always universally beloved. Let's just put it that way. But I mean, out, outside no, of his, his football, but no, I think you're going to see something similar when uh, you know, eventually with Messi, because Messi was he he was you know done. He's been done for tax uh, by the Spanish authorities, and he was not liked by a lot lots of people in Argentina because he moved to Spain so early. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, 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 there were some, I mean, again, there was, there was, you know, criticism of how he didn't really speak up for other Afro-Brazilians. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really prepared to get into that discussion fully. I just didn't noting that there was criticism of him for that. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it's a difficult area for anyone to get into on that as well. But yeah. But I mean, um, you know, he, he did serve as, as we know, he did serve as uh, the minister of sport for, uh, for, you know, for three years and change. And uh, yeah, I mean, how about that? I mean, he, he made it all the way up into government. Yeah, I figure, you know, I, I don't think he had that much administrative experience beforehand, but the guy, <laughs> the guy had the presence he, you know, it, it's a name that, without being political, would open doors beyond what you know what a mere politician could. Because you know, you talk sooner or later, politicians run into people who don't like them. Pele, how how do you say no to Pele ever? Right, you, you go. He walks in a room. Yeah, one one of the greatest. To ever do it in his chosen field, yeah, O'Ray, as they say. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, he he has passed. He was eighty-two. I mean, he lived a a, a very full life. Mm-hmm. Even even if you take out take out his playing, you know, his his non-playing days, he lived a pretty full life. Oh, Lord, yes. And, and, and then there's any, everything afterward. Again, his name is still synonymous with the sport. Yeah, <laughs> say, I don't think the conditions exist for anyone to be as popular and big as Pelly was back in those days. Yeah, because you know, you have the Messi and Ronaldo arguments. You have you know, particularly in the UK, in England. Maradona was not popular for a long, long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
it, 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 you know, he, no one, I, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, he's a human being and he was as flawed as any of us were going to be. But the joy he brought to millions on that front, oh, yeah, the style of that Brazilian side. You know, you know I, I go back there, you watch the, you know, the, the fuzzy pictures as they are these days. Right. And you just watch the, the technical skill for those days you know, with that ball where defenders were allowed a lot more leeway in how they dealt with you. <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. Yeah. And the, and the guy just picked himself up, carry on, and kept coming back, kept scoring goals. Yeah. Will, will there ever be another like him? I don't think so. No, there there won't. There, there, I don't think. No, there never will. And that's just what I mean. That's just what makes the you know, the, you know football now has a very pele shaped void in it because he's he, the man is gone and he was like the ambassador of the sport. Yeah, culturally, so, yeah, he was. Uh, uh, I know it wasn't the last World Cup because we know it was pretty much announced during the World Cup that he would not be. He did not have much longer left. Yeah, in fact, yeah, we thought he, he it might have gone during the World Cup. Yeah, there was a, a huge possibility of that. Um, I, I know my friend who who makes you know an obituary video for people who died in the year is going. I can't do it because I know Pele is quite. You know, Pele may go at any point. And yeah. Well. Yeah. What you know? What a hell of a way to end the year yeah. for football. You know, football, perhaps a a year which has been morally bleak, you know, ends up being just bleak all around. With if if you're going to be polite about, it, you'd say there's a spirit of football gone to a certain degree. A, certainly, a spirit of a certain era passing. I think that kind of pre the nights at the kind of the, the era before football was overtaken by tactics and formations becoming the most important thing. Yeah, that innocent that. I, I, I'm saying innocent age, and I don't mean innocent, but there's kind of naivety to it that you could win with style, with a bit of flair. And, you know, from, from the 19 year olds, you haven't really been able to. You needed tactical discipline to some degree to win everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. <sighs> well, RIP to Edson Arantes do Nascimento Pele. RIP to O'Reilly. And on that note, this has been episode 75 of the Busting Balls podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod or email us bustingballspod at gmail.com. You have been listening us through our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting-balls or the PWOM podcast network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can find us on Spotify, search Busting Balls podcast. Uh... Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, John, any last words? I'm just going to re-echo that. Happy New Year. Happy Hogmanay if you're doing your Hogmanay. Have a good one. Come back and we'll see you in the New Year. Yep, and, and uh, until then, it's Happy New Year from me. And it's a very Happy New Year from him. We'll see you in uh, 2023. Good night. <laughs>